good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Hello, everybody. Um, it's June, and June is the Gemini month. Yes, it is. If we haven't already celebrated Nicholas Rhodes' birthday, then uh, it's already passed. But hey, Nick, happy birthday! <laughs> yeah. We celebrated. We, did. we, we celebrated. celebrated his keyboard award. Yes, but did we say because that felt like February or yeah. something? Well, that we, was we, we must definitely celebrated on our Instagram page. We did. His birthday, yes, we did. absolutely. So happy hey, birthday, Nick! Hey, yeah. Nick! Happy birthday! But somebody else has a birthday but it's too. Somebody else is. Birthday too. Thank you, Susan. I can't. Am- Who is it? Who is it? I have no idea. In this group of four of us, I do believe that three of the four of us know exactly are what day it is. John fans. <laughs> well, I like not John. that we're not fans of everyone. <laughs> right. And not that we're not a John clear. fan. He's just not my favorite. Just to be clear. But we grew up all wanting to marry John Taylor. I didn't want to marry so, John Taylor. Except for you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I wanted to marry <laughs> We don't know if sure, it was yeah, possible growing up. We know that it was possible. I was going to go to fashion merchandising school to become a model <laughs> so that I could marry John Taylor. Well, I you have a degree. My, exactly. That's what my mother said. You're too short to go. I actually I actually did get my degree in fashion <laughs> merchandising and marketing. So. <laughs> Me too. I have a fashion merchandising degree. Yes. We're not married to John. Yeah. That's awesome. So. We should have been fashion design. Then we could marry John. See, there you go. Maybe that was it. Uh, But I guess you also had to live in L.A. Or expect that at one point the man would live in L.A. Mr. Nigel John Taylor has a birthday on June 20th. And um, we're going to kind of talk about that guy today. And not necessarily just him. Because there's just a, a lot that I guess we could gush and say about him. But a long, long, long time ago, I think it was 2014, John did an interview in Caddy's Cafe with Caddy, and who we adore. Thank you, Caddy, for, for being our voice as the fan liaison to the band for so long. Um, the topic was, and this was at the time the band was writing All You Need Is Now, and the idea was that um, what's your all-time album, like the, the number one, you guys, we listened to it again just a minute ago. What was the Album. The perfect album was that what it was? Yeah. Um, and in that cafe, John mentions in a conversation he was having with someone that every album has that one intellectual song. So I thought that we could um, take John's little seed of an idea and kind of expand on that. What do we think are the intellectual songs on Duran Duran albums? What do we think are intellectual songs? Like we've even had discussions about the definition of intellectual songs. But he was specifically talking about the Ziggy Stardust album. And if I remember correctly, because I did not go back and verify my facts, um, and it's been a little while since I've looked at this list, But I believe that he said five years on the Ziggy Stardust album was the intellectual standout on that album, um, which oddly enough uh, and coincidentally is uh, one of Duran Duran's most recent released singles uh, in honor of the five-year anniversary of David Bowie's death. And we all know how important David Bowie is to the 
history and formation of our favorite band. So, um, I don't know. How do we want to do this? Do we want to go album by album, or do you just want to think of your favorite intellectual song it might be off of albums? We have to go kind of album by album, just so we can you think keep so? track. So, okay. do we want to start with the debut and we start at the beginning, or do you want to start at the end and go backwards? Well, I wrote a whole list, so okay, I, can, list. I can say what I've got, and then you guys can tell me what you think, or add your own, or, or okay. any ideas or thoughts that you might have. I just want um, to talk about John. Okay, go <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed his new tattoo? I thought he had a new tattoo. There's the G, the G uh-huh. with Gila, and what was the There's something? Else, yeah, there there is something. There's, yeah, but it's doesn't it say discipline of love or yes, disciple of love? But that's old, that's been there for yeah, a while. Yeah, that's There was where something else do you else? see? Like, and we know the dirty the mind. Yep. Yes. Yep. And what else is there? Which we believe is, there, a, is something else. I don't remember else, what it yeah. was, but D's confirming my brain is not um, mm, fried yet. I don't. So. I don't recall. But yeah, I think there's yeah. something else. Discipline of love, man. That's a good song. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so first album I wrote, I can't read it, so let me put my glasses on. Oh, <laughs> it's <laughs> Friends of Mine, specifically because of the history that is referenced in that mm-hmm. uh, song mm-hmm. uh, about Georgie Davis. So did you I mean, go look up Georgie Davies after you heard No, I've heard enough over the years to know he was some kind of person who was thrown in jail for some reason. <laughs> There's some story behind this guy. There's a lot to this song. I just think that that tie-in, I don't know that it necessarily makes this one intellectual, um, because if you think of planet Earth, that is um, quite intellectual thinking as well. But um, what do you guys think? What do you think is an intellectual song off of the first record? When I when we were talking about this topic before we were actually recording today, what kind of popped in my mind was anyone out there just because of everything that's happening in the world. We've, you know, now gone to Mars and there's just this, you know, questioning of possible UFO sightings lately if you've been following APs. I mean, you know, so to me, like that's what I thought of um, right away. Just because in a broader picture, there's been a lot of talk in recent months, um, a lot of reports that have come out. Um, we just watched something. I know you watched 60 Minutes. Yes. Um, so you just saw, you know, the talking to the pilots um, from a couple of years ago of what they witnessed while out on a test run. Um, so to me, that's what I thought of because there's this just this conversation of right now about you know, life other than here on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, what else is out there? And I think we, we had this, we were trying to decide what an intellectual song meant to us. Mm-hmm. Right. So is it a song that has a lyric or something that makes us want to dig into that topic more? Or is it a song that maybe makes us think? So I think we can take the mm-hmm. intellectual idea different mm-hmm. ways. I would almost say Tel Aviv mm-hmm. is my most intellectual song, probably because it has such an, it's an orchestral feel to it anyways. And I would say, there and just listen to it intensely and I could visually see I guess Israel or a desert or something but so it was very visual in my mind and so I used my mind a lot more when I was listening to Tel Aviv even when I first heard the album so that would probably be my choice and you may yeah. be right with that and yeah. I agree with that and and I alluded to to it in the previous episode about Tel Aviv 
just sort of the impact that it had on me. And I, I, and just like you were saying, you know, we were talking about this before we recorded in terms of intellectual. What does that mean? Is mm-hmm. it, is it something that makes you think or is it literally Lots a reference to yeah. Georgie Davis mm-hmm. or historical <laughs> figures or mm-hmm. history or a word or, Science. you know, and yeah. we've talked about this before where these influences that Duran Duran has had on us in terms of all kinds of things, just, you know, not, not just different artists, but also vocabulary and <laughs> that kind of thing. And, and I mean, I, I'd, I'd never heard of Tel Aviv. I didn't know about that, about that or, you know, some of these other things. So, but then I wanted to know more. And, and then when I heard the song, I, I sort of already made that, that connection to this sort of Eastern or Middle Eastern, you know, mm-hmm. just this vibe because it had that in the song already. So, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just this little thread, this little, little thread that kind of makes it, makes its way through all of the songs, really, mm-hmm. whether it be through lyrics or references or, current events or whatever it is you know what i mean so so yeah i i think it it can be up and that's the beauty of art is the interpretation right right? we all have our own different interpretations of what it could be exactly which is the beauty of it the beauty of art exactly let's go to rio rio i wrote the chauffeur but i think that's technically such a beautiful song like mus- musically such a beautiful song and then I don't know, uh, we've heard the story of Simon watching two girls out in the field and while he was on kibbutz in Israel right <laughs> so I I think that kind of ties in with what you both were just saying about Tel Aviv um, the chauffeur is kind of the standout it is I mean uh, Rio is the standout record for this band in their catalog but I think that song specifically is, is a standout I did have to look up Voltaire yeah yeah I didn't know what Voltaire meant, so I looked that up in the last chance on the stairway. Yeah. Well, and when I was thinking of this topic, I think I even wrote down some ideas. Like, I sold the Renoir in the TV set. So, like, who the heck is Renoir? Oh, my gosh. Let me find out. I looked him up, and now he's not here. Yeah. Yeah. And then the same thing with Voltaire. You're not going to get any arguments from me. The (laughs) chauffeur, I I think, made us probably as a 12, 13-year-old, 14-year-old. Deep, you know, take a deeper dive mm-hmm. into what the lyrics meant mm-hmm. of any of all the songs on that album. That mm-hmm. is the one that made me want to know more mm-hmm. about the specific lyrics um, that Simon sang mm-hmm. about. And that song, Nick sampled that movie about like biology or something where the lady's talking a little bit at the very end. And at the time, we didn't even know what sampling was, but it was mm-hmm. like we heard that weird little voice. And actually, I think I didn't ask Caddy, like, what is that? And she's like, it was a biology film that he found in some somewhere. And he's talking, it's some person talking about, like, some biology thing. I don't know. On the chauffeur? On the chauffeur. You hear it. And I always thought that was, like, backmasking, because back then at the time, you know, like, is it backwards talking? There's a little bit of talking on the chauffeur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it actually is from a film that was, like, a science film. Huh. Yeah. Well, fuck that. I need to look up I that Easter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and just following that is the seventh stranger on seven, yeah, yeah. seven and the Ragged Tiger. Yeah. I mean, there's a depth to that song that I don't know that I recognized as a kid, but we see now it's sort of this interpersonal 
personal um, struggle with growing up and growing up in the spotlight and um, what they were going through at this stage in their careers as still 24-year-old guys. So um, I think that one was Seven Ragged Tiger. Two of you shook your head. Yeah. Oh, I think we all agree on that one, too. And I I think it kind of gets to a point that, you know, I've thought about at least with the first three albums, and I think it continues, but it's it's a little more prevalent where the last song Mm. on the album Mm -hmm. has an impact. So it was Tel Aviv, The Chauffeur, and The Seventh Stranger, and they were all... Just these moody, slow, just, you know what I mean? And it leaves you just sort of feeling like, man, like this is, it, I don't know. I can't even describe it. It's just like this sort of final, yeah. feel, you know? Yeah. Where but the album, it's it's funny you say that, but it's like at the same time of what you're saying is like the album ends, but it doesn't end because you're still thinking about it yes, after exactly. it stops. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it, it, it stays with you. Like everything else on those albums, you know, there's feel good, there's, you know, fun stuff. But then those last songs, it's just this like each one, at least for me, had left me with a very specific feeling, which I don't know. It's it's yeah. it's almost sometimes some of it is almost like loss, you know, yes. but like like I wanted more. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was it was just the perfect way to end it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I get it yeah. because I, I remember stopping, like the song stopping. Okay, let me turn it over and start over again. I want to hear this again. Mm-hmm. I mean, very much following the flow of that. Yeah. yeah. And this is when we would listen to an entire album and just sit there in our room and listen to the music. I still do that. We, we weren't like looking <laughs> online on. and stuff. We weren't looking at it. We were like... Just closing our eyes. With the lyrics. <laughs> we'd look at the lyrics. We'd look, yeah. Or we'd look at our pictures. And if I didn't have the lyrics, I would listen to it so much and, and write, write it down. Write it down. Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. you'd like pause it and you'd like yeah. write down the next oh, line. Yeah. And I, that's such a lost thing that people don't listen well, yeah. as much to it's true. the entire album. It's true. And we'll have to touch on yeah. that topic again later because of the whole singles idea. Okay. But Notorious. I said American science, and I think this is where we really start to diverge. Stephanie mentioned proposition, which is if we follow Dee's thoughts, it's the last song. (laughs) It is. It is. I think a couple of months ago, I don't know why it was, but I chose to revisit Notorious because I hadn't listened to it in a while. And I even like, I think before we started recording an episode not too long ago, I even mentioned this to you guys, how I listened to Proposition lately. It totally resonated with me as to what was going on in the moment and right now and in this past year and how that album came out in 1986 and then 2020, 2021, the things that that Simon was saying totally jumped out at me and resonated with me and applied to things that were happening today. I think the same thing though, like about Liberty and he's talking about... We haven't gotten to that yet. Hothead, I know. But I mean, (laughs) there's a lot of reference that we can make back to Simon said this back in blah, blah, and it's still happening today. Mm -hmm. That's what, and I know we've mentioned this before, that is the genius of Simon. (laughs) It really, really is. he's so smart? Just... him as a writer and I don't know that that's talked about I mean obviously you the vocal is there so that's something tangible and that's something that you can hear Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, we've talked about how, my goodness, Simon sounds incredible on Invisible. Um, and, you know, he's talked about it on Wush and he's talked about it in, in other um, interviews that I've heard him talk about recently about how he's able to preserve his voice and doing the exercise and the, and the care that he takes to, to preserve his voice. But again, like Simon as a lyricist mm-hmm. is so underrated. Completely. It's, 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 I mean, it just like how I, it, yeah, <laughs> you know, because like the there stores. are times where sometimes anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to my Antarctica, but anyway, <laughs> hold on. That's good. But um, there's just times when I've heard a song like a million times and then yeah. like it, something Simon says lyrically like hits me it's like in a different way. It just, he has that ability. And it, he's a, I feel like it's, a lot of times he's more of a poet. He is a poet. Especially as in well. the earlier times. He is a poet, yeah. but there's just something uncanny about yeah. the things that he has said over you okay. know these several decades that hit me one way in 20 years ago and then hit me last year in a completely yeah. different way maybe two different topics two different subjects or what have you but hit me in a different way isn't that so why revelant. we're here yeah that's why we're still yeah. here everything is still valid and relevant and interesting to us because it it just evolves maintains yeah. yes it evolves it's- yeah. yeah. And that is the genius, not to, or, you know, not to be, not trying to be an ass kisser, um, <laughs> yeah. for lack of a better word. But like, when you break it down, it's the talent, it's the... I, I, it's yeah, the talent. Yeah. It's the music. It's just it's the, there. The yeah. longevity. The, is yeah, there. the yeah. staying it, power. It, it stands. It's so relevant. Stands yeah. the yeah. test of time. Yeah, that's that's it. Stands Big thing. the test of time. Big thing. Edge of America. Oh, for sure, without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. Also, the end of the album, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> end of the album. Relevant <laughs> to yeah. 2020. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Liberty. Yeah. Liberty, my Antarctica. Yeah, not not the, not the end of the album, <laughs> but a very um, beautiful song. The uh, the wedding album's breath after breath. Well, not, wait, are we going to talk about my Antarctica? Sure, we can. Oh yes, because <laughs> I know everybody has some really deep feelings about my Antarctica. Okay, let's talk about that. Go. It's a beautiful song, and it reminds me of Antarctica. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I said deep feelings. Like, yeah, like, literally. literally. Yeah. It literally reminds me of the continent. But literally, I've been to Antarctica, and when yeah. I listen to that song, I, I picture it in my brain. So that's good. Yes. Kind yes. of like Tel Aviv. So it's a very visual song to me, and not every mm. song is visual, but something about, like, just that echoing, and even with Lady Ice, and even with the stuff that Nick has been doing, there's something that occasionally I just see glaciers, and I see beauty, and I see it with my Antarctica. So. And it has nothing to do with Antarctica. I know, but <laughs> Right. I love the fact that's that's the name of it. I love the fact that's the title. Your own interpretation of it. Right. Yeah. No, and I hear what you're saying, too. It makes me feel cold. But it isn't a cold song. No. It's a very, very, very deep and warm song, though. Stephanie, I know you have. I you you have thoughts on this song. I have thoughts, but it's it's interesting because I was like I was telling you guys earlier. I I you know have listened to that song and it hit me one way, 
And it brought me to tears, Mm -hmm. you know, just because of whatever, you know, whatever the lyric was at the time Mm -hmm. that was going on with me personally, like just hit me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I heard the lyric and I just burst into tears. And that's just the truth. So, (laughs) but I mean, that's always been one of my favorite tracks on that album, hands down. So it's always a toss up between that and serious as to what I would choose first. So I can't not disagree with that. Now to the wedding album. Okay, now the wedding album's Breath After Breath. (laughs) And I would say too much information for what we were talking about earlier. Oh, it's very timely, even still. But even still, but I feel like it gets more timely as time goes on. Like, I feel when they wrote it, and like we were saying a few minutes ago about Simon kind of somehow being a little bit ahead of the time, even with some of these ideas. I remember when it came out, it felt so right on with the fact that he could articulate it. And now, however many years later, I think one thing, 20, 20 years? Since the wedding album? 30 years. I have no Almost. Idea. I mean, controlled by MTV or (laughs) who, who, you know, the whole thing, when you listen to the words, it gets more intense and more intense and more intense. So to me, it makes me think. So if the definition Mm -hmm. we're going for Mm -hmm. with that, Mm -hmm. I would say too much information. And I agree with that because I remember even then thinking, oh, yeah, I'm being controlled by marketing. Mm -hmm. I'm being controlled to make this decision because of the commercials I see on TV or whatever. And that song kind of I did. I wasn't thinking about how the artist is controlled because of the need to market. But I was thinking about how it controlled me. And the fact it's a dance song, but really it's a serious topic when you think about what the words are saying. Because you're like dancing around and you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) You can equate it with social media today. Exactly. Exactly. it, it, It applies. Yeah. And people say TMI now. And yeah. when this came right. out, it wasn't right. a thing. People right. didn't say too much information right. Right. TMI. But and see, I put breath after breath just because it's another one of the, like my Antarctica. It's one of those deep love songs that you just have to, I don't know. I don't know. I, I Maybe I'll change my, my well, vote to we can TMI because to it's true. But, but I also thought none of the above on that one was super out there because that's this dude that so many people worship going, I put my faith in none of the above. And that still, I think, is a sticking point for many people who didn't think that way, of that who, who put their religious faith yeah. um, as part of what, uh, as part of their Duranism or whatever you yeah. want to call it. That song is kind of a poke in the eye to that. So um, I, I, I remember thinking, oh boy, <laughs> you're going to upset some people <laughs> with this one. But I do like that one. Are we talking about thank you? Or are we skipping? No, I'm skipping yeah, thank you. Skip I'm skipping thank you because that's not their songs. That's not okay. Yeah. Medazzling. Medazza's Buried in the Sand, and Simon did not write that one. Nick did, and it's about his relationship with John, whose birthday is Sunday, the June 20th, and we are celebrating him today. I think it's also pretty interesting, um, not just that Nick wrote it. It shows Nick's depth of love for his friend, and um, somehow I felt that was intellectual in all of this. Medazzaland is awesome, though. I love that record. So it's lyrically, yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. Simon gives you a lot to think about. But on it's Medazzaland, the same. I mean, sure. I could use the same story as I just mentioned with Michael. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot to answer for because yes. Simon did write that one, right? But about the depth yeah. of love he has for his friend. So. I don't know. I picked Midnight Sun is yeah. something that comes to my comes yeah. to mind as well too. More celestial stuff too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Pop trash. Um, I know a, a most, I think all of you are not as big of fans of pop trash as I was. Because I, I even saw I think saw that's an accurate statement. <laughs> I think yeah. that's an this accurate statement. This was actually a hard one for me because there are some pretty deeply lyrical songs on this record. And I know that Nick and Warren wrote a bunch of them just like on Medazzaland. But Hallucinating Elvis is the one I wrote down. And I, I again, I kind of hearken back to um, Seventh Stranger and how in The Seventh Stranger they were sort of struggling with who they were and where they should be in the place in their place in the world and all that i feel the same about hallucinating elvis um this was this was the lean years of duran duran and pop trash and hallucinating elvis he's talking about simon simon sort of idolizing elvis and you know shooting tv shooting what is it shooting tv's shooting something in the tv set i, I can't remember but it, and it's i sold the renoir in the tv set no 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 <laughs> <laughs> shooting movies in the TV set. <laughs> but the tie-in with Elvis and what I guess maybe it's my uh, my knowledge of what was what I call them the lean years. Uh, Simon's uh, inability to write, sort of his writer block that he writer's block that he'd had for a while, and then knowing what happened to Elvis and how. I don't know. I just sort of tie the two personalities together. Simon's personality and Elvis in this. He's been compared, Simon's been compared to Elvis in a number of at least visual sort of pictorial situations. So I I thought this was an interesting song for this record. Especially considering people would go, Duran Duran, who's that? In 1999 when this came out. Yeah. But then we come to Astronaut. Well, yeah, then Astronaut is the song, for sure. And it's hard, very hard to pick. But um, Astronaut is the song. choice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about what happens tomorrow? Uh, no, it's too, too shallow. Yeah, it's shallow okay. to me. Yeah. But I don't know that I'm leaving with an astronaut is not shallow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have very strong personal feelings about astronaut itself. So I got bumped in the head by LeBron. It would probably be Point of No Return. Yeah, that's, that's mine. Which is also timely. So yeah. many songs on that record are still yes. timely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's that's my call for yeah, that yeah. album. Minus point of no return as well. Okay. For what was happening then yeah. and, and what now. is happening now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Is no. that the last mm-hmm. song? No. No, no but it's, it's still close. breathing. So close. Still breathing, yeah. Which could we could go into that. Right. Which segues into still breathing, and yeah. you know, especially what happened in this last year, uh-huh. we're very fortunate that we are still breathing. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. So we Ooh, could go either way. Yeah. 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 I like that. Good time. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Red carpet massacre. I said red carpet massacre. Actually, the actual song. Yeah. Don't wanna hassle ya. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> a terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible song. <laughs> But the story behind it, again, written by Nick mostly, um, was about Britney Spears and that whole, not Britney specifically, but like how media sort of controls these um, artists' lives and things. So yeah, it's um, it's um, kind of a creepy, aggressive song. And I think it's an intellectual standout. Um, for me, it would probably be Dirty Great Monster. Which makes which me is so one sad. Of, which is one of my favorite tracks on that album. For I mean, I know how I interpret that song, 
but it makes me really sad that song no i mean when you if the way i interpret it and what's happening to whoever the the subject is in Mm -hmm. that song Mm -hmm. is is a deep thought Mm -hmm. and it's troubling Mm -hmm. i love the song Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. (laughs) and shout out to simon w on that sax yeah yeah (laughs) so Yeah. yeah Yeah. <laughs> I didn't spend a whole lot of time with Red Carpet Massacre, but I did love I did love the valley. The oh valley. god. Oh my god, I love the, the valley. Yeah. That's also a good That's, workout song. Yeah. Oh my good. It is. That it is. is. I don't it know is. how deep that is, is, but I do like that mm-hmm. song. Oh, I love the valley. Love the valley. They, yes. should, they should bring that and into the yeah. one is that's a banga. It is a banga. <laughs> All you need is now. I, you know, I don't particularly care for the man who stole a leopard, but I wrote that down. I as love my, that song. My intellectual song there. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a story. And maybe that's why I thought that. Yeah. Because it, it has a beginning and a middle and an end, but that doesn't necessarily make it intellectual. It's the thought behind it. Like the like, collecting stuff? Like there was this seed of an idea and somebody said oh my gosh we have to write a song about this i think that is maybe i'm thinking of nick and simon's intellect because one had the idea and the other wrote the song but um yeah i i, I yeah i'm sticking with that one else? now like, I, I got blame the machine mm, also timely yeah mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. yeah Oh my goodness! And I haven't. Well, no, I'm not gonna say. It. Not gonna go back in time. Paper gods. I said universal loans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I have to then be, goes with that timely thing. Too. Yeah. I have to be a certain. I have to be in a certain mindset to listen to universal loan. Really? Yeah. For 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 for, for very personal reasons. Okay. So okay. I've got. Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. When they did it at the NASA thing is when it finally hit me. It's like, oh my gosh, that's what that that is the song. Okay. Yes, I got it now. I don't know what it was or why that tie-in helped me help make sense of what what I feel about that song, but it was the NASA show that did that. And now we're waiting anxiously for October. We are, and we have three song titles that we know. October with a K. Yes, secret. Secret. So what are those signs Um, for future past? We all should have already heard "Invisible." Yes. And then the song that Mike Garson, we know that Mike Garson's going to play on because Simon's mentioned it once and either Simon, Nick, or Roger have mentioned it before. Can't Say That Is Love is the title of another song. And then All Of You is the third song title that we've heard from the upcoming uh, Duran Duran release called Future Past. I don't know. It makes me think of John Lynch. (laughs) All of you. All of me loves all of you. John Legend. I don't know yes. enough John Legend to yes. say that. Okay. <laughs> That's Suzanne, good. actually, that is the truth. That is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was an interesting title, so I'm going to wait and see what yeah, the rest of it see. sounds like. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know um, out of those three that I can say anything intellectual. Other than Invisible is great. And um, I like the uh, lyric that Simon added toward the end. And it's, it is a timely the song, crowd. like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. 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 Very timely. Very timely. Here we go. So From it, the it, very beginning. So Invisible may be the intellectual song, but we don't know. We, we don't know until Secret October. We're waiting for um, more Graham Coxon, says Jody. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say thank you for 
doing it and releasing it in October because it's my fiftieth <laughs> birthday month. So it was your it was a birthday present just for yeah. you. Yeah, that's right. I'm so exactly. Excited. I'm so excited. And right. feel free to um, drop a uh, ATX tour date. Yeah, that month as well. Just just drop by. Yeah, just drop by. Yeah, you don't have to be part of a tour. Just come. Yes, actually anywhere in Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's probably Austin. Yeah, yeah. probably. You could go to El Paso. Yeah. <laughs> actually, we would love the Tobin Center again. Just oh God! Yeah, that was that was. That was otherworldly. Okay. So, yeah. y'all come to our um, Instagram page, and if you have any intellectual songs, let us know what you think. What you or think thoughts. your yeah. intellectual songs are. And, um, yeah, oh, was... happy birthday to that guy, JT. Yeah. <laughs> the one that three of y'all are obsessed with, but actually, I have his poster up on my door right <laughs> now. It's so cute, though. I go by and I bonk him on the nose. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, you mean the one that I used to, like, lick? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> Happy birthday, Thanks. JT. Happy birthday, Nigel. Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you can even find us if you ask Alexa. Make sure to also follow our Instagram page too. See you again real soon.